Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on sport or racing this week? Top this. With literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you covered. Whether you're into soccer, cricket, basketball, or want to try your hand on the horses, harness, or even greyhounds, there's something for everyone. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. This is Andy Raymond Unfilled the Dream Team series continues throughout this off-season. We've got a beauty for you today. Joining us, a fella who played a whopping 274 games for his beloved Broncos. I reckon he was the reason the word yours was invented because when he got the ball, yours was heard a lot from the opposition outside back. So I'm not tackling him either here today. He's on my side, Michael Hancock. How are you, legend? Andy, how are you, Tammy? Good I, to have me. Thank I you. I am good, mate. Uh, Brisbane Bronco number five squeezed in between a couple of blokes who went all right and Gene Miles and Wally Lewis. Yep. Do you recall the day, game one against Manly? Yeah, I do remember the day. Um, you know, like I said, things are starting to get a little bit blurry now. It's a long, long time ago now. Um, but like I said, great memories, um, fantastic opportunity. You know, team that um, has been assembled and, you know, a lot of expectation, fantastic team. So it took us a while to get going, but, you know, to beat the Premiers from the year before, you know, 44-10, it was, um, it was something special and, and that's where it all started. And we had to start somewhere and we had a – I think we won our first six games. So, yeah, yeah. the first was great. I probably remember the sixth one more because then after that I had to go back and play reserve grade. So I remember it more <laughs> than I do the first game. But yeah, no, look, it was um, it was the start of something special, especially for the um, sporting landscape in Queensland. You know, when you look at you know the you know the Lions were the Bears at the time, and you know they weren't sort of doing much success, and they were based down at Carrara, um, Sheffield Shield. We hadn't won that in over a hundred years. Um, you know, the basketball had only just started with the bullets. Um, so, look, yeah, there was a lot of expectation. So we didn't know to what extent it would be when you first start out. But, you know, they've, um, you know where they are now and when you look at the, you know, the how many grand finals they've won in a short period of time, it's pretty special. And, yep, we're going through some bad times now and some rough times. But, you know, like they say, you know, the tough times don't last. You know, tough people do. So I'm sure... That everyone's in there with Kevin and his um, staff, you know, they'll turn it around. Look, I still yep. think this year's been a tick for me. So you do mean, I. I mean, yeah. when you come from, you know, from last and you've got to change uh, a lot of things and staff and the environment, um, you know, we've, we've got some good players and we've got some, um, some more new players coming yep. next year. So this, oh, I think it was, a, it was a, a pass mark and um, next year I'm hoping that we go one further and we get back in the top eight. Geez, I'm glad you said that because I, I agree, but I'm not a, a former Bronco or former international, but the side improved vastly. Disappointing, sure, yeah. but the side improved vastly. Mate, uh, you mentioned premierships, five of them for you, 92, 93, 97, 98, 2000. Yep. Do you have a favourite one or not? Oh, always the first one. Yeah. Mate, it's like yeah, when people ask you about origin, the first one, when you play for Australia, it's your first one. Um, but if you ask me about my favourite game, like you know, the 92 grand final was something you know, to... I would love everyone that plays the game of rugby league at the elite level to be able to experience that. Yep. You know what I mean? I was really, you know, really proud that when I seen Cronulla win, it hadn't been there. And yeah. I use them as a bit of a throwaway line sometimes when we go through schools and the kids yep. go, oh, Broncos, you're shit. You know what I mean? And said, yeah, well, come over here. You said, no, we've been in 30 years and won six and Cronulla been in, what, 60-odd and hadn't won one. Now you tell me who's shit. But 
I was great, really glad to see them win. You know, and, you know, and, now, and then the Cows beat us in a, a fantastic grand final in 15. I would love the Warriors. I know what to do for that country and what to do for the sport. You know what I mean? Um, and also the Titans. You know what I mean? They're, I think they're the only teams left. So, look, if we can get everyone to experience it and have the opportunity to do it, it's, uh, it was a wonderful thing, not only just for the players, but the club and the environment, the fans, the sponsors. I'm imagining this dream team could well be a heap of Broncos, if not 13 of them. Oh, yeah, no. No, it's hard. It's, I mean, like when you ask me and said about our dream team, it's, um, you know, a lot of them are my era or the era before. Um, so because I think the only reason I did that is because you look at a lot of the rules have changed. You know, when you look at wingers now, you can take out the corner post. So, you know, you've got to take that into a little bit of perspective. But, again, this is, this is my opinion. You know, you ask someone else, someone else is going to come up with a complete. It's like when they pick Origin, not everyone's happy because it's, you know, it's three or four mm. people have got to pick the best team and everyone else would probably pick someone different. You know what I mean? So yep. all it is, it's people's opinion at a time and we've just got to go with it and we've got to run with it. So It's the great argument starter, a dream team. No two are the same. Um, any player, any era, any team, there are no rules. Michael Hancock is the coach and sole selector. Who have you got at fullback? Um, my, one of my favourite players, um, D-Lock, Darren Lockyer. Yeah. I just think if he – look, we had to use him at 5'8 at the time and um, because of our um, environment when we didn't have anyone after Kevy, And um, so I just thought if he stayed at fullback, um, he, he could have been probably – yeah, look, he was one of the best players at 5'8", and you know, he's, he's going to be an immortal. But when you look at, you know, like the Billy Slade, Billy played fullback only. You know, but if Lockie stayed there, Billy might have never, ever got his opportunity. Look, at when he started, he had to play on the wing, Billy, you know what I mean? So Darren Lockie, for mind, I just think he was a fantastic player. Um, the skill level that he possessed, um, left foot, um, something about left footers. They can kick the ball so much longer. But, you know, look at Burton yes. at the moment. I don't know what it is, but he was the same. You know, I think um, Hawthorne at the time were interested in him playing AFL. He would have been a mazic AFL player as yep. well, you know, man, because he could run all day and he had a great kick and had great vision. And, you know, I'm glad he was on my side. And, yeah, so Darren Lockyer is my fullback. Okay. What about your wingers as a former winger yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, one of my favourite people of all time. I've got to try um, when I, in 88, we played Parramatta. Um, I'm running down the left-hand side. Next minute, this guy with his headgear peers and flies down and just, you know, I just scored the tackle and he's tackling my legs. Um, Eric Groth, he, um, I love the way he played. He sort of, um, I love the way he played and it's sort of like the way I used to play, you know, a little bit, you know, more more robust than speed, you know what I mean? We, we finished um, what we had to do. We had, you know, a fantastic back line. You look at his back line back in the day, you know, unbelievable. And um, he just... You know, epitomised, you know, some of the injuries he went through and the technology back then. You I mean, you look at even like Gene Miles had um, big knee operations, yep. but if they had the technology now, they probably could have been around a lot, lot longer. But, yeah, yeah he was just uh, – I loved the way he played. He was, um, it was tough, he was big, and he was strong. And on the other wing with Eric? I had Wendell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wendell um, was the same, big man, but, boy, he was fast. Um, look, I remember the, the funniest thing I remember was him playing um, number 12. We played the Crushers. He had the headgear on, but um, that was a, a long time ago. Yeah, we won't put him go. in the second row because we had – I was playing, and I think um, – I forget it was on. It might have been Willie was on there. So to try to fit him in, we had, we had to put him in the team somewhere. So Wendell, um, Wayne sort of tried him in the second row for a little bit, but he just sort of couldn't you know, do the, you know, the, the backups all the time. So, yeah. But look – the tries he scored, some of the tries. Uh, I remember a couple of tries he scored it um, down at Wollongong. Yeah, you know, I think it was yep. 105, 106 metres. You know, man, and like 
boy you can move and you know he was um he was a great character in our team you know he's it was all about the Dell if you ask yeah. him he'll tell you about him about yeah. himself um <laughs> but that made the team that made the environment you know it was a bit of a you know sometimes when things were serious you know yep. um you know you needed a break from it and a bit of fun and yeah, he was do. one of them along with Kevin Elf obviously but Wendell was one of them too and um and it's still uh, great to see him now and um you know and he's young fellow Look, let's hope he you know gets another start in the NRL as well but yep Wendell's on the other wing Wendell, the only one of us that hasn't grown up over the years. Yes, but God, correct. God bless him. What about your centres? <laughs> oh, look, it was a real hard one with the centres, um, but I put Gino in one, um, yep. you know, because he, he always said, you know, Mick, when you're going to play outside me, you're going to need a butterfly net, you know what I mean? And Because um, he didn't know where the ball was going to come, but he had a fantastic offload. And I remember when he, when he um, became captain on how much he changed his personality, the way he trained, he knew he had to lead this team. And, you know, back in the day, obviously, it wasn't as hard, you know, playing in Brisbane. Yeah, it was a fair competition, you know, but not to the NRL level. And he changed his whole environment. He changed the way he ate. He gave up smoking and he led the team. And I was just, I was ashamed that he couldn't stay that one more year because he finished in 91 and went to England. And then um, Martin O'Fire, you know, who was one of my nemesis back in the day, I think he scored something like 100 tries that season. Like, it was something ridiculous. He scored 10 tries multiple times sitting outside of Gene Miles. You know what I mean? So just he's just his ability to offload the football, you know, and, and he loved it tough. He played it tough, but also had a, you know, um, a lovely, um, lovely pass on the end of it. Okay, with Gino. Um, um, I've gone back an era for this one. Yep. Mick Cronin. Oh um, yes, yeah. I loved him the way um, the kicked the ball, you know. But he was, um, you know, so solid. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was just every you know every week you know what was going to get out of him, and he had that that the shuffle run, you know, the way yep. he shuffled. Never was not much knee lift, um, but yeah, just fantastic memories of him, you know, playing at the SCG. Uh, look, yeah, fantastic. Um, and like I said, Crone and Kenny, they had a fantastic team. But yeah, I love Mick Crone. I love the way he um, epitomised what rugby league was on, especially in that era. You know, they had to be strong, had to be tough, but also, you know, they had to be men. And uh, also, they were so. I've got the opportunity, you know, at certain times to meet these guys, especially Eric and and Mick, a couple of times. But lovely, lovely gentlemen, and that what that's what made me absolutely go out of the way and pick these guys because they're absolute gentlemen. Got to ask you, were you a para fan as a kid? Because no, no, I was a Roosters man. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was, um, Kevin Hastings, my favourite player of all time. You know, there, so there, yeah, there we go. What about your six and seven? Well, yeah, Wally. I mean, I think um, yeah. you know, I've never seen a guy that could read the play and and know when the team needed him. You know, now whether that be at club level, you know, Queensland level and Australian level. You know, you look at all those games and his performances. I was lucky enough to play at all those levels, and you know, to earn their respect and respect has got to be earned. Um, it's just not given just because you put on a, a Queensland jersey or Australian jersey. So. Um, especially guys that have been there a long, long time before you. And I know, remember the couple of memories with Wally. You knew, oh, well, I thought um, I had their heads of respect. So when you look at back in the day when every debutante scored their first try, he was the first guy there to pick him up. Having a bet on sport or racing this week? Top this. With literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you covered. Whether you're into soccer, cricket, basketball, or want to try your hand on the horses, harness, or even greyhounds, there's something for everyone. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly.
That's interesting, yeah. You're looking at when, when Alf was there. Remember Alf when he picked him up when he yep. scored his first try? When I was there, he picked me up. Paul Hoff when he did it. Willie Kahn, yep. Every single time. Now, I'm sure he did it, you know, um, before that, but you knew you'd earned the respect of someone that's, you know, an immortal in the game, someone very special, you know, to those teams. And, you know, he led from example. When Wayne had to make a hard decision, you know, he was probably just, you know, going past it when we had to let him go. And, you know, obviously hard decisions got to be made and that's what's my special coaches. So, yeah, Mm. difficult, difficult one. But, you know, um, I still get to see him now every single day when he comes down the media and, you know, yeah, his life's changed. and But all for the better, you know, he's a a great human. And like I said, I'm glad I got the opportunity to play next, next to him. I bet. Who have you got at your number seven? Um, one of my, um, apart from Kevin, but my favourite Bronco of all time, um, the great Alan Langer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, like he didn't talk much as a captain. Um, he led by example and he went out there and he, he just knew he was a bit like Wally. Um, yeah. Like in his Alphas, he's like Wally. They can't coach now because they've got all this information up in their head. Yeah. But to try to transfer that like a Cooper Cronk and a Andrew Johns, very, very structured and that they did and they can teach people that, you know what I mean? But when you're instinctive like Alf and Wally, it was very, they're very, very hard to be able to Good say. Call. Because when they come at certain times, they go, well, hey, I'm, not, I'm just going to quick tap, bang, away he goes yep. and score a try. That's not something you plan for. Yeah, man. So they're just special players at special times. And like I said, the only time he talked to me is Mick, we're running that way today. And that's it. Because I knew what (laughs) I had to do. And he couldn't win a game without me. And I couldn't win a game without him. But I just think, and he is such a. a guy that gives his time to every single person. It doesn't yeah. matter what walk of life you come from, um, what background you are, what nationality you are, he will sit there and he will talk to you. And he's done everything in the game, something really special and he's a rare treat because a lot of people say, oh, I've got to go now, I've got to get out. He won't, he'll just keep sitting there and, you know, he'd even show him his um, leopard print undies if he had the opportunity, <laughs> but so he's, um, he's that type of person, yep. Okay, mate, let's move into the forwards. What about your lock? Um, your lock, yeah, Bradley Clyde. Yep. You know, um, I remember Bozo picking his teams. He always had the big guys, and Bradley Clyde was one of them. You know, he went through some injuries at certain times, but yep. you know, he was uh, a great you know, the right-hand side of the field. You know, he'd go down that right-hand side. Yeah. You know, he was always linked, man. He had to pass. Um, you know, he didn't really kick much, but again, but boy, he was strong. You yep. know, and he was just uh, – you look at those Raiders teams from the 90s, how special they were, and he was an integral part of that, and he played, you know, multiple games at Queensland and Australia, you know what I mean? So – and he's gone on and done wonderful things. Obviously, in the media, he was at the Canterbury for a little bit. Yep. Um, so, look, yeah, I loved Clyde. He was uh, very quiet, very unassuming, but, you know, a special player. 100%. What about your second rowers, mate? Second rowers, yeah, another couple of coins. And as far as I have got a few Broncos in there, but, you know, Gordy, uh, the raging bull, you yep. can't go past Gordy. And, um, you know, he's just like a, a ticking time bomb. You just had to yes. warn him up and tell him where to go. And, you know, he went out and did that. Yeah. And so he, uh, especially if I'm on his side, great. You know, yeah. I only had to play, I played against him a couple of times. Um, and he was, you know, he was very nonchalant. He was very young, and obviously as he matured, and he got got a little bit angry as he got yes. on. But yeah, like he was a special man and a great leader in him, in his in his own right as well. But yeah, Gordy's one, and Trevor Gilmeister, yep. the other, the axe. And for the size of this guy, I remember when probably about ninety two, I think it was, maybe ninety one. We were lacking some punch yep. as a team. And, you know, we've just, you know, gone through that era of, you know, the Greg Dowling, you know, Brian Neiman, Greg Canescu's, and um, we just needed something in the middle. And the two players that come and made a massive, massive difference, Glenn Lazarus was one and Trevor Gilmeister was the other. So Trevor was only there for probably about four or five years and then he went to Penrith. Yep. But 
I remember one day playing against him at Penrith and I palmed him off and in the ground I'm going, Michael, why did you do that? Because <laughs> you're going to run at him next. And I'm going, not a smart move, but in the heat of the moment. But, yeah, look, very, very special. You look at the size of him and, and what he possesses, um, you know, his tackle technique. There hasn't been a guy that probably hasn't been the tackle technique that he possesses, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how big, wide, small, tall, whatever you were, you know, he would tackle him and he's still got, you know, a, a great technique these days, you know what I mean? So... Um, you know, I'd love to be, you know, I mean, like I said, coached by him because I think, oh, you know, because yeah. especially when like, uh, I'm working the game and you look at all these, you know, um, guys in our team, you know, Moses, for instance, on the weekend, you know, as soon as you put your head down, you can't see and he got it knocked off, you yep. know, man, it's sad. So our technique is one that we've got to make sure that we continue to teach and because we want to keep him safe, that's the number one thing. We don't want to see him on the sidelines. We want to see him out in the field and, um, number one, after they're finished, you know, we don't want him to, you know, um, you know, to come across some some bad things from mm. getting knocked out, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but Trevor, he's, um, the axe, as they call him, but like, Origin, when he got out of a hospital bed, there wasn't anything he wouldn't do for Queensland and wouldn't do for a team, and he did that for us at, at, at Brisbane, that's for sure. Absolutely. What about your front row forwards? Front rows are what he's told. One, Lazo, yep. um, the brick. Yeah, look, as, as, he was a, a massive um, influence when, like I said, in that late um, 80s and early 90s for the Brisbane Broncos, and he had a massive reputation, and it's one of those yes. things, and like, look, you know, he was, you know, I would tell him to his face, you know, at the time, you know, we thought, oh, He's freaking arrogant. How are we going to deal with that? But sometimes you've got to put your ego in your pocket. I don't have to love him, but if I want to win a rugby league game, I need him. Yeah. So sometimes that's going to happen. You don't have to love everyone in your team, but you've got to respect them. And here you've got the massive Perfect. respect. And now, good. but again, now, like, you know, like many times, you know, he's, he's back and forth to Canberra. He, you know, he, his mum's um, ageing down there. So they, yep. he lives back there and he comes back to Brisbane. So every time he comes back to Brisbane, we catch up. He's, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a much yellow, mellowed man these days. He you is. know, and he's going yeah. through some, he's dieting at the moment. He's trying to lose some weight, which he's already done. I think he's lost over, I think he said he got to 140 or 50, but he's lost about another 20 so far so yeah he's doing a good job and um yeah but he was a, a good man to be with he was you know he said it as, as it was yep. he always had runs in with somebody didn't matter who it was yeah. you know he always did that but yeah he was it was a guy that we needed to go forward and that's exactly what he did who have you got up with lazo tough man the tigers um steve roach yep there yep. you go yeah. yeah i loved him um you know very good friend of mine I loved how he um, played the game and I remember one time, uh, just a bit of a memory and I'm in uh, 1989 Australian team. We just played the last test and he broke his hand and some, he was, this guy was a Tigers fan. Kiwis? Yes, yeah, yeah. the Kiwis, yep. And the bloke, and he shook his hand, he squeezed it and he goes, oh mate, mate, I've got a broken hand and he goes, oh, you're not a Tiger, you're a cat. Like that, and next one he grabbed him and bang and split his head open on the bar and <laughs> imagine, mate, like this is a long time ago. So, but yeah, yeah. He played it tough, and he was one of those guys that I, again, a bit like Wally, had to earn the respect because yeah. back in them days, forwards voted for forwards and backs voted for backs. So I'm saying, well, how am I going to change this? Yep. And that's the reason why I changed my game a little bit. You know, get in there and help the forwards yeah. because if I'm going to play in this team, you know, I want to be respected by every single Everyone. person, not yeah. just get picked by you know my backs. I want to get yep. picked by my forwards because you know, and I want to help them. How do I do that? Right, let's take a bit of weight off them. That's why we come in there and do a lot of work, and that's wow. you know what we try to do at the time. We don't say we change the game. We just said we help the game. You know, I mean, we helped Love our forwards it. a lot, and you know that was our key. And when it started with Willie, and then it continued on to Wendell and Lottie. You know what I mean? And, you know, we earned their respect and it was great to, to be in that era and to make a bit of change and have them respect the backs just as much as they respect the forward pack, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Blocker. Blocker was, um, yeah, 
loved him. Awesome. Last one. Who have you got at hooker? Um, I, I look, thought about it, and but I couldn't go past Cam Smith. Yeah. Look, a guy that's played four hundred and fifty odd games. Uh, you don't do that from just being from being in luck. You know, mean like he's he's unassuming when you look at him. You go, really? If yeah. you if you didn't know rugby league, you'd go, mate, you're not playing that sport, are you? Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, lovely guy. Um, gives his time every single time. Like I still now get with my job, get things signed by him and JT on the sideline, and they always go, yeah, Mick, no worries, you know what I mean, and Brilliant. give up their time. And no, I'm sure that a lot of people would want the same, you know what I mean? Because yep. they're still recently retired, very very popular. And you know, going to be immortals, you know, down the track, and they deserve every accolade they get. You know, what I mean, but for him to play that many games and to be like he never had a down game. I think he was like more a plateau, and then he'd have a you know, he'd have a yep, a good game. Then he'd go back. His bad game was consistency consistent. was off the charts, mate. Yeah. Unbelievable, and changed the game. Like he, he peeved a lot of people, but a lot of people yeah. couldn't get to him. Nope. And he played in the middle. You had your chance to run at him. You had your chance to do everything. And he would never shy away from it. You know what I mean? And like I said, he, um, he, he took it just as much as he gave it. And like I said, highly respected in the game. And he's got my respect by um, wearing the number um, nine. Okay, let's run through the side. Darren Lockyer is the fullback. The wingers, Eric Growth, Wendell Saylor. The centres, Gene Miles and Mick Cronin. The halves, Wally Lewis, Alan Langer. The lock forward is Bradley Clyde. The second row is Gordon Tallis and Trevor Gilmeister. The front row is Glenn Lazarus, Steve Roach. And the hooker, no surprise, is Cameron Smith. Thanks for your time, legend. Thanks, mate. All good. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter and Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, best drinkers, best looking, who knows, there's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them, and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.